talk to the hand. Oh, what's in the box? This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. But... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Explosive Hammer Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, as always joined by my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you this week? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I was just thinking, I think I need to go back from now on. I think I need to introduce as the Explosive Hammer movie podcast because I forgot to tell you that I was trying to search for us. I forget what, like on somebody else's phone or something, like I was trying to show somebody (laughs) and Uh they were just like, while I was in the process of searching, they were so confused, like, oh, Explosive Hammer, is it like a political thing? And I was like, no like why would you why would you think that? like oh it sounds like maybe something about like weapons or gun controllers i'm like what <laughs> right <laughs> like it sounds like a terrorist organization or something like that well i'm pretty you sure know? if you type in explosive hammer on youtube the first video you see is a is kind of a terroristy looking guy swinging a hammer down on like oh, a mine. i love that i love there's like a there's like a uh like a festival there's like an event it's in some somewhere in like central america or something like that like an event where they it's like people show off their hammers that explode i don't understand it at all like 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 i'm like what like okay like there's like a (laughs) there's a lot of videos on youtube okay and it's like people like gather around Okay, and like multiple people, multiple people will like have these hammers, these explosive hammers they've this built seems and designed, and they slam them on the ground and watch them explode. I guess that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it does. It sounds like something you'd find it. You know, I don't know. Some yeah, Texas, West Texas, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that I think that's a good idea. Movie, yeah, Let's, the explosive yeah, hammer movie podcast. We're not the festival. Hey, real quick, while we're talking about behind the, behind the scenes stuff, um, on the last show, we asked uh, you guys to submit your reviews, and we said we would read them all in the air. Um, I bet we got um, a whole lot of those. Yep. A whole lot of none to read. So, yeah. <laughs> resend that open invitation. Uh, feel free to give us a review. Make sure it's five stars, but then write whatever you want, and we'll read it on the air. That sounds like I would eat that shit up if i was listening to something <laughs> and somebody said that anyways um, you know what it is what i think they wrote them they just never hit send i think they're just in the draft oh you're probably right i think yeah so come on, they people. went under a tunnel they lost they lost sig for a minute right oh, yeah i've had that happen before <laughs> yeah it happens to me all the time when i'm leaving reviews for podcasts surely we'll have at least 100 next next episode okay come on we can let's do it we can do it (laughs) um we have some cool stuff today we have uh not not so much news actually i wrote wrote it as uh what did i write non-news news news or something like that not Uh, necessarily news not necessarily news yeah i remember when i wrote it i was like hmm that's catchy not necessarily (laughs) news but uh some trailer talk um we'll dive into that first and then we've each got our usual what we watched this week um, so the first one I want to talk about, because you texted me like the day this trailer released, uh, P- Detective Pikachu. Oh man! And so I watched the trailer. I've watched the trailer like several times because I'm I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Like I feel so yeah. many different things about it. Um, like overall, what did, what did you think the first time that you watched the trailer? I think I've only seen it once. Well, I'm, but yeah, my first overall reaction was just like, I don't, 
know if I want to see this. I mean, like, I'm going to see it, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know how badly I want to see it. I guess in my mind, I just imagine something a little bit different. But but at the same time, this is, like, kind of what I've wanted, I guess. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. somebody our age, but that still adores Pokemon because, it's like, from our childhood, that is, like... I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs> I I feel like like when I first saw it, I was like very interested, but felt like it's something I can't support. You know what I mean? Like it just I don't know. It's so bizarre. It, I, I the one thing that I can like agree. There's no denying. I think this movie will do really well, and I think it's like yeah. a perfect time, you know, with how like successful Deadpool is. Because that's what I was thinking is like, it's Deadpool in Pikachu's body. Like, right? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is is just playing the exact part of Deadpool, and so I think it'll do well. I think like the crowd will enjoy it. The young kids will love it, but I just don't know. Like, I feel like it's something we'll look back on like five years from now, ten years, and be like wow <laughs> what a garbage movie that did so well yeah i kind of i kind of agree with that like and the first transformers That's right what I'm <laughs> um god what about bumblebee anyway um <laughs> so i'm thinking like because you're talking about just the target audience or, or just like who's gonna see it or whatever and i think the kids will see it because like because you know Pokemon's sort of back on the rise with Pokemon Go and some uh, some games. I mean games are always coming out, but with like Nintendo Switch and stuff like that, there's the it's more interactive and stuff like that. So Pokemon right. seems to be you know it's obviously super popular with the the current generation of like the kids that are just that are playing because they enjoy it, and then our generation because we played it in the past, so we have the nostalgia feeling. And then that's about it, right? Other than parents like taking their kids or whatever, it's not. I don't. It doesn't resonate with like anybody else. Like it's so. It's like it's a pretty specific, yeah, target yeah. audience. I feel like. Like I think it's gonna do well, like you said. I do think like it's gonna. A ton of people will see it, but I feel like there's nobody really other than the people that like that us we grew up with it. Like it doesn't. There's just not really anything for them to see. But the, right. but Deadpool with Pikachu is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah! 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 <laughs> And I, the other thing is, like, I have no uh, knowledge of, like, the game that came out a few years ago. Never played the Detective Pikachu game, so I don't know Yeah, that's what, like, the thing. nature of it is. I think yeah. that the character, like, I think the story is, like, similar. Like, the, the, um, the character played by Justice Smith, I think that he is a character in the game. Oh, okay. But I have no idea. Right. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, I do like Justice Smith. I've watched like some episodes of uh, uh, the Get Down. I think is what it's called. Oh yeah, I've been and... wanting to check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. He's in. I know he's in Fallen Kingdom, which I still haven't seen yet. But um, yeah, I yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see his. I think this is like like if he can pull off the acting in this movie, like well that'll go a really really long way because he's you know he's essentially taught he's not talking to anything talking back or i don't know it's done different ways whenever there's a character not actually there you know how people do it to get the to get the acting they need or whatever but like right. it'll be it's 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 always it's always tough to be acting alongside something that somebody that's not like actually right beside you so yeah it'll be interesting to see how he does and just i think the blending of real people and and like it, it'll be super interesting to see how the pokemon that we haven't already seen in the trailer because you know they were 
pretty weird looking. Mr. Mime, pretty fucking weird looking. <laughs> right. Um, like, it'll be interesting just to see how, how all the Pokemon are portrayed in the quote-unquote real world. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of which, uh, I was so blown away by, like, the fuzziness. Right. It was something, like, I never thought about Pokemon as these hairy things. <laughs> Extremely hairy. It, it's funny how, like, some of them bothered me so much more than others. Like, Jigglypuff. Who has like this very wild hair style in the front? You know what I mean. And when I yeah. saw it in the trailer, like that was when I was like, "Zoinks!" <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> just took you right out of it. You're like, "What the yeah? yeah what the fuck did I just see?" Yeah. What um? Who all do we see? We see obviously Pikachu, Jigglypuff, so uh, Mr. Mime. There's a breakdown on Gamespot.com, and I didn't even realize there there are Pokemon from like all of the generations on there. So I was recognizing like those ones that we know, from, you know, like the big, the big ones, I guess. Your first uh-huh. 150 or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, because Charizard's in the trailer, I think, isn't right, it? Right. Yeah, Charizard. Like you said, Mr. Mime, uh, Jigglypuff. But if you go on this article, like there's over a hundred easily that people spotted like in the background oh. and things like that. And I was like, wow, I, I saw like six. Right. Same. <laughs> like if they weren't directly on the screen, like I I totally missed it. But there's a lot of like little Easter eggs, like uh there's a poster board of missing pokemon in in the background of one shot and there's like a whole bunch of different like ads for different pokemon that are missing uh um, oh okay and yeah so like i didn't i didn't recognize a, a slew of those but yeah um the other thing i want to say is I, I i do have faith the the director uh uh rob lerman was also the director of captain underpants uh goosebumps and gulliver's travels uh, oh and, well, and actually, like a lot of other like pretty successful movies, Monsters vs. Aliens, Shark Tale, Shrek. Um, so I think like I think this guy probably has a good idea of what what'll work for, to like yeah. to appeal to that audience, like you were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, so. it sounds like quite a few of those movies can like will be a good um, or like similar to what he can do for this one in terms of like the genre or whatever. So yeah, right. I, I I have faith too. Totally, like bit. I'm. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how this whole thing unfolds. Right. Yeah. It's more than anything. It's interesting. <laughs> um, before we talk about this other trailer, I just wanted to uh, touch base. It, it's been a couple weeks, uh, but Stan Lee has passed away, uh, November twelfth, at the age of ninety-five. Um, and even though it's it's been weeks and stuff, I just wanted to kind of like just to talk about it on the show, I guess, and just. I guess like the le- the legacy of Stanley is is fucking incredible, mm-hmm. um, and it's crazy like how how healthy he seemed like even at such an old age. You know what I mean? Like I feel like in the last five years he's still been doing so much like press and things like that, and like still doing the cameos and all this stuff. And I'm just like, God, I hope I hope that's me. <laughs> yeah, for real. I know. I, from all accounts, it seemed like from people who have like met him recently the last couple of years or so whatever because like you said he's, he's still going to cons and events and things seemed like just you know normal guy like he happy as always and witty um and just you know d- yeah like you said not showing his age it's in and like in the movies he does a, a good job you know he's kind of cheesy one-liners yeah, yeah. or whatever but he always does a good job delivering them and like i guess he had lost his wife you know recently in the last couple of years or something like that so uh-huh. i guess it's not a surprise that at his age that typically does happen you know that they once the significant other has passed away they sort of 
I don't know. That, that's yeah, it for them, too. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like you said, he's a fucking legend. So it's it's crazy that we're like everybody's so sad, um, and all from all across all different works. You know what I mean? Like we're obviously a movie podcast, as you know, explosive hammer movie podcast now. <laughs> and when so, we're talking about him because he's such a legend in the movie industry now because of uh, all the things that have happened with uh, superhero movies and stuff but obviously that's not like what he was you know did he was a he was a comic artist comic writer <laughs> yeah so. and and another thing that i thought was like so interesting um so obviously i was like reading about him um afterward you know after after his death and i i you know i as far as like the timeline i didn't know like i knew about when when he started in the comic industry and everything but i didn't realize that it was actually like not late in his life but he was in his 30s he was in his mid 30s um when when they first started releasing comics and i just think that's that's crazy to think about because um i don't know you just you just see like and and i'm mostly talking about like film industry You, you know you see like uh, a lot of directors that are maybe a little bit older in age, but mostly who you hear about is like your young writers, your young actors. Like I'm talking about right. people that are like barely into their 20s, and it's almost like that's how they're measured. Like their success is measured by like how quickly they get to a certain level. You know what I mean? And, and I was reading that, and I was like, that I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's just me. Maybe it just gives me hope <laughs> as a 26 year old guy. Like oh, I can still do it. <laughs> no, but, yeah, uh, that's that's. What was he? I mean, was he doing a lot before that, or how? Why all of a sudden? If he, he, I don't know if you know certain details, but so he was in the army. I don't remember for how many years, um, but he was in the army for like around ten years, I think. And then he did some oddball jobs, and then you know worked his way into the the Marvel Revolution. Okay. Well, then yeah, giving hope to everybody, like you said. Yeah. That there's if there's never it's never too late. Really, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, do you have like a favorite? He did so many. Did, do you have any like favorite, a favorite cameo or just any that stick out to you or anything like that? Oh man. Um, I don't know about cameo. I know that like I always uh, like Spider Man was always my favorite, and I think I think like uh, that's probably what everybody says, but including Stanley, <laughs> like that's what kind of I always thought that was cool. Like he was always my favorite, and Stanley always kind of not even hinted like he would he'd be very straightforward and say spider-man was his favorite because yeah he was so easy to relate to you know what i mean like 16 year old uh-huh. kid that doesn't fit in like who can't relate to that story right so. for sure yeah yeah i think um we were all secretly hoping to get bit by a radioactive spider thanks to stanley oh yeah i'm still trying <laughs> still, still look actively for looking for him i jump on a spider every time i see one <laughs> They need to find the one that's that's specifically red. Ironically, that doesn't work. When you jump on them, that that does the it gives the opposite effect. There, do you end up just? I give them. them I give them the human power of death. Right. Yeah. That's what I, that's looking for. <laughs> so very sad. Rest in peace, Stanley. Squished by the god spider. <laughs> I mean, god man. Fuck. Yes, there's something. There's something there. I know you're <laughs> something. <laughs> so the Lion King's got a trailer. The 2019 Lion King, uh, live adaptation. So look, I, I, the trailer. Like we've seen, we everybody's seen the movie. So like the trailer. I don't, I don't know what's really worth talking about as far as the trailer. But I just want to talk about the movie in general. Was there anything about the trailer that did stick out to you? 
I mean, I still got chills at the the moment that Simba's introduced, just yeah, naturally. But like you said, it's um, not really. I think that like the thing about the Jungle Book that makes it stand out is that there's obviously like a live, there is a live actor as opposed. There's not going to be yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not that I think right. I mean, I would imagine there's not a live actor in this. That I no, can think I don't, of. yeah, I don't think so. Um, but again, the list of voices was impressive and stuff, but nothing, like nothing really stuck out to me. Anything for you? I don't think. No, you don't hear any of the voices in the trailer, right? No, except I think it's just like a you, music. I, I don't oh, you think you, Muf- yeah. you hear Mufasa, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you hear James Earl Jones. Yeah, okay. Um, that's and right. other than that, they just they, they the list starts off with Donald Glover, so I was I was like, hell yeah, uh, my boy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm waiting. And Keegan Michael Key and um, uh-huh. Seth Rogen as well. Yeah, I was just like hoping to hear just like a taste of their voices. Right. <laughs> um. But I so what I, the reason I put it on the list, the reason I want to talk about it is like the live adaptations they're they're coming in hot. Like there's Aladdin that's that's coming out sometime in the next couple of years, and uh, you know we've seen Beauty and the Beast, we've talked about Beauty and the Beast, uh, talked about Jungle Book. Like, do you? I guess I, I have like a huge problem with these movies, the, the live adaptations, where like they're they're I feel like they're not really they're not bringing anything to the table and i don't think it they're in a position where like our art like the generation under us or like our kids are going to show their kids these movies and be like oh these are classics you know what i mean i feel like they're just kind of like this small fan service but mostly a cash grab type deal yeah i agree with the fan service for sure um really quick i just wanted to ask you are these all part of any sort of like reboot universe or they're just all completely independent like i i think they're independent and and i i don't know what what the plan like i don't know if they were all originally meant to be remade Uh uh-huh but you know i i don't know i don't know what the how all that's working i guess okay i was just curious about that because i was trying to look that up but i didn't really see anything um see like i i really liked the jungle book remake but like it I mean, to your point, you could just still show the you know the animated films when it, from the originals like to right. I don't I don't know how I just feel like you know again generations from us whatever could probably still watch those and enjoy them like they're not yeah. they're not reinventing the movies. It's cool what they're doing. Like I think it's cool to see them in a different way. Um, probably yeah, mostly a cash grab. But I did really like the Jungle Book, and I'll probably like the Lion King. I think it mostly has to do with John Favreau. I've pretty much always liked his work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and that's another thing I, that was making me wonder about if it was like a universe or whatever. Just I knew that he did that Jungle Book and this one. I don't know what like he was, what his plans are for the future in terms of other like remakes or reboots or whatever right. that he's doing um, for like the Disney films. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think these are gonna be. I don't see them as being renowned as like classics and not nearly as like much as the originals. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I think there's probably a part of me. that's just being salty. You know, I think I'm finally <laughs> just getting old enough to realize like what my dad felt like when he was like, this isn't the original oceans 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? This is a fucking classic. I love George Clooney. <laughs> um, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure a part of it's just me, but a, a part of it's like, um, I don't, but you know, I don't know that I would want like a new story of the Lion King. You know what I mean? I, th- right. I think I probably would like that less. But I just, yeah. I, I don't like that. There's just like nothing. There's nothing new here. You know what I mean? I think they're maybe they're trying. You know, they're trying with the voices and things like that. And like, yeah. But 
And, and I, I guess I'll just have to like. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I, guess I just have to wait and see for either more of a trailer or just the movie itself to see if it does if it does bring more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, I say all that and then like just like you like I enjoyed Beauty and the Beast and I you know I enjoyed yeah. the the other one. I did enjoy uh, Beauty and the Beast as well. Yeah, so. I love the meme that's going around of like <laughs> this dude crying and it says like now I have to watch Mufasa die in HD. I mean that's the thing. I literally thought about that. I thought about how we. we I mean we know the story. Obviously, it's like it's it's almost like torture porn. Like we're we're actively subjecting <laughs> show, ourselves to in the, this. In the trailer, you see you see the the uh, the stampede. Gazelles. Yeah, you see the, the stampede. Yeah. and I was yeah. like, oh. Like fuck. Who was the dick that was like, oh, you know, what, you know what's got to go in there? Hey, make sure you put that clip, the part that's gonna ruin everybody's lives. Right. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got for trailers. That's all I got for like upcoming stuff too. Really, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have much. Most of most of like the years, my my looking forward to movies are out. Um. Right. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Do you so, I see um not necessarily news is capitalized. Are you trademarking that? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Alright. Not necessarily should. news. And that's <laughs> the end of not necessarily news. Uh all right, let's talk about Brian, what did you watch this week? Alright. Um what do you want to start off with? Movies or T V shows? So just ask that. Well, uh, let's do T V shows. Because I think we okay. each only have one. Yeah, the TV show that I watched, of course, it's on Netflix. Most of them are. Um, but it's a sequel to something that we talked about before. That's Making a Murderer Season 2, which offers just a whole new bunch of shit to the to the whole shebang of bang. I've, did you watch the season second season? I can't remember. I watched the first episode, and I think I talked about it in the last one. Yeah, I remember that. that you talked I haven't about. watched it. Yeah, I haven't watched it anymore. Okay, you haven't watched it anymore. Okay, um, holy f- god, man, it is. I'm kind of surprised because I, it's it just like the first season. I did kind of want to binge it, not as much. Like I'm surprised that you were only able to watch one because I did feel like I had to keep watching. Yeah. Um, it just it's so, it, it's just so the second season, you know, just focuses basically on him. He's obviously for anybody that's seen the first season of Making Murder, you know that he like he. What happens to Stephen Avery and Brandon Dassey and that they go to prison or whatever. Spoiler alert. And then in the second season, it's like them basically, you know, fighting their cases from prison and both sides of it. They both kind of have, you know, independent teams working for them. Specifically, Stephen Avery. Do they introduce um, the woman in the first episode that works for Stephen it's, Avery? That's the very last scene. Oh, okay. And I forget her name. She's, oh my God. She becomes, like, why you want to watch the second season. No joke. <laughs> really? It's, okay, I that's I believe it because she <laughs> comes on very strong. Oh and, my and god! Comes off as like borderline psychopath, but like she does know, in a in a good way. I don't. know. Yes, <laughs> that's the thing. That's why you watch it because it's like she's got this look about her. Yeah, yeah, she's just, yeah. She looks like a murderer. For yes, sure. <laughs> she, the show's actually remade. Just called <laughs> it's now just called a murderer, and it's just her. We literally made a murderer. <laughs> right. <laughs> And she does kind of look like a little Frankensteinish, but like no, she but she is she's famous for having. I feel bad not not knowing her name. It said so much in the show. It's Kathleen hey, let me get something. that research team on that while you, while you finish what you were saying. <laughs> and she's famous for getting people that have gone to prison off. Uh, you know, overturn mostly overturning them 
I don't think it's by evidence. I think she says it's mostly by like trial error, something something that happened in the okay. trial that she's able to, you know, like a legal loophole type thing. But she's not right. one of those. She's not one of those like people that works in law that like is working for like the bad guy and like just trying to make money. Like she she says that she to each of her clients it's she i mean she does this to steven I, i'll take her word for that she says for each of her clients she like asks them asks them tell me if you really did this because i'm working for your innocence and she does these pro bono she does them for free because you know she makes enough money basically through publicity publicity and just all that stuff because of this right and she and she says to them like tell me if you really did this because if you tell me you're innocent i will find out while i'm doing my research to get you out about what happened i will find out if you know you really did it and then i will i'll make sure you stay in prison basically is what she says so and you know i Stephen avery is almost one of the big reasons why i feel like he didn't do it because he 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 just seems like a guy that's not like didn't murder her you know what i mean to me doesn't seem like a guy that killed her i don't know but so i kind i kind of agree um with like and when he says he didn't do it and she says okay i'll take your case and everything you know i'm on her side and I'm on the side of Brennan Dassey's team, and I won't spoil anything for anybody that... Because, obviously, you can look up in the news what has happened. It's already happened, you know what I mean? But if you haven't, you want to watch the second season, as you know, you might... I don't, do you know, like, what's happened recently no. to either no, of them? No, I didn't know. I didn't know that... All right. I'm, now I'm watching the second <laughs> season, like, tonight. Because, so, cause unfortunately, I had just known things that had been resolved just because of news. Literally, Twitter, I saw it, you know, and then... So yeah. as you're watching the second season, there's a couple of storylines that are really big, and that's all I'll say really. But just su- just as fascinating as the first season, and again, mainly because of what's her name, Kathleen Zellner. Kathleen Zellner. Okay. So, uh, is the entire second season like? Is it all after the release of season one? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I thought so. But I wasn't sure because, like, you know, I didn't know when she came on to like the whole thing and everything. But the mm-hmm. first, the first episode, kind of, I, what the impression I got was that uh, it was all like the aftermath of season one. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it it starts off like you said, like with that, and then it just hardcore and uh, basically like, are they what's going to happen? Like it's it just like the first season, but you know, in a different way. Right. Okay. Now check this out. Our research team just sent me this. <laughs> Kathleen Zellner. In one case, she obtained the release of a death row inmate by persuading the real killer to confess to the murder. How? How does somebody do that? <laughs> How do you just tell someone, oh, no. Like, you gotta, you gotta tell the world you did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like a fucking magician. That's, I mean, you just you root for her so hard because she's so good at what she does and you really feel like she's working for the, you know, the innocent that have been the, put away. Yeah. I, that's huh. crazy. I, I think they talk about some things about what she's done in the past. Um, yeah. Specifically yeah one of Cause cases. she has like a big reputation. I know there was like a lot of cases. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if that was like early on where, yeah. And they talk about that and stuff, but <laughs> so yeah, just, she just, she just gets the real killers to confess. That's how good she is. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's crazy. crazy. I'll definitely have to watch this. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, and you finished something as well that you're going to try to keep spoiler free. Is that right? I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to keep it spoiler free because um, I I feel like, and I'm I'm mostly get, get, getting this information from my sister. Like I feel like a lot of people are still in the process of catching up with horror story. Um, 
So American Horror Story is on. This is season eight that they're wow. on now. And yeah, like so, my sister's catching up on Netflix, and she's like texting me about it. She's like, "Holy shit!" It's like, "How did? How like why have me and all my friends missed this for all these years?" I'm like, "I know." <laughs> and, uh, so the, the this season Apocalypse finally wrapped up. Uh, from what I've gathered from like the Reddit community, a lot of people are torn, but I think it's for the wrong reasons. Like the the season was great, honestly, but um, it, it was a huge huge fan service of a season and i know i oh, talked really? about it because i had seen some episodes like when we last recorded right and i had mentioned that but now that the whole season's over like the whole season is a, a massive fan service yeah and um i know you said you you've watched just the first season is that right and maybe um, the second well i've seen i've seen the how the first season the house one I saw all of Freaks, most of Asylum, I think. Okay. And a little bit of the one that starts off with like dead people coming back to life. <laughs> okay. So, um, Coven, which was season three, that's like the witches. Yeah. This is basically a part two to Coven, which wasn't okay. like an entirely a secret. Like Ryan Murphy had mentioned that like before. That was kind of like the only spoiler he dropped like prior to. Uh-huh. Um, well, isn't that the one that people are coming back to life? The cut, the or is that uh, no? Oh my bad. Well, what season is that? That that starts. There's like a Morgan. Either Tate comes back to life, or the girl comes back to life. Uh, is that is that not? I that happened somewhere. right? Is it okay. in a si- Are you sure it's not Asylum? Oh shit! I think it is. Maybe maybe I Asylum. Think maybe, I can't remember. Damn. I didn't think. Okay, maybe. Sorry, I thought it was. That's why I had to say something really quick because I was thinking it was that one. But okay, so this is the second part to Coven, which you said you liked the Coven one. Yeah, I did. I think. Yeah, yeah, I I did, and th- that was one that most people that I talked to like. That's one of the most uh, like divided seasons. Oh really? Um, yeah, I think like. Well, Ryan Murphy, like I don't, I've never watched Scream Queens, but I know that he's like pretty invested in that show also, which uh-huh. is like a lot of the same girls, like young girls, and I don't, I don't know, like really even the premise of Scream Queens, but I kind of think that Coven is like uh, his way to bring a little bit of that into the American Horror Story, and it's like these young girls and they talk to each other like bitch and very, like mean girls type of talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, but um, this so like the. This, this season is basically a part two to that. However, it also has a huge tie-in with Murder House. There's actually a whole episode oh. dedicated to going back to Murder House. Okay, see, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and so that was just, like, so cool to see so many, like, characters that we've seen before and see some more of their story. For some of them, you see the end of their story, and it was just oh, – it was so cool. And then – the last episode there's like three minutes of the last episode and i said this when we talked about maniac there's three minutes where i was like all right if this shit doesn't slow down this whole season's <laughs> gonna get ruined but um <laughs> it, all, it all turned out okay and like the story i really really enjoyed the story like it's very rich in its story uh lots of time jumping which is like that's how i know when i like a season horror story or not if they do the time jumping it's usually pretty good if they don't yeah. it's usually like not as thought out in my opinion <laughs> that's funny but, that uh, makes sense yeah. though yeah yeah they, they, so there's a lot of cool stuff i really enjoyed the season um i don't know how it rank it honestly like it's towards the top yeah top um, like top 50 percent 
Yeah, top. definitely top. Yeah, definitely top fifty percent. But uh, I really enjoyed it. There's a couple a couple newcomers, um, but a lot of like the old cast. Uh, yeah. That you see in the other seasons, which is another the the only other point I wanted to bring up is like. I say it's a huge fan service, and I also think it's probably a huge turnoff to people trying to get into the series um, for the same reason because we've seen like characters or actors, actresses playing different characters. And in this season, mm-hmm. you see the same actor or actress playing several characters in some cases. Oh, really? Yeah, in one case, actually, in two, two different cases, like Sarah Paulson plays three different characters in one episode. Huh. And I was just like, while I was watching, I was thinking, like, this is cool, like, for me. But if I had never seen this show before, I'd be like, what the actual fuck is going on? Right, right. <laughs> um, same thing, like, Evan Peters play. He plays multiple characters in the same episode sometimes. And, uh, it, but like I said, it's not, it doesn't even phase someone who's watched the show before. It's yeah. Like, oh, so you're yeah. saying, like, and that way it can be a fan service because you're like you said you can really appreciate or enjoy that because you kind of you know what's going on that there's that they've done that they're known for using right, the right. same actors and stuff but otherwise like you said it can be confusing yeah 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 i totally get that and i was gonna ask do they when they like i know they have like a solid cast they use um whenever they have like a new season and they introduce new characters do these new characters from the new season typically like stick and they kind of just keep rolling around like a Katamari ball to the new season? Or is it like <laughs> they have like the main cast and then like characters introduced, but then like they're out of it. They're not seeing the next season. Um, some when they introduce some a of new them theme. do. Some of them don't. Um, okay. I'm mo- I would say like most of them, like even the new characters are, are well liked. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I, I don't think that there's any actress that I'm like, oh, this new person, who are they? <laughs> right. right. You, like if they don't do a good job, maybe, but um, like this season I saw two or three, yeah, th- I think three different actors that were, the last season was their, the first time being on the show. Okay. Gotcha. So it's kind of like, oh, cool. They're back. You know, like I, I didn't, it's almost like SNL. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, they're, they're in the season again. Right. Yeah. And then the there's a, a new actor that plays uh, the main part um, in this season, and I was like really impressed by him. I was, you know, now I'm like, oh, I hope he's in next season. So, do they have a? Uh, how long is this going to go on for? Is there any well, any timeline? All all I know the the show is I think bought out up until season ten. Okay. I think. Now, like after watching this season and how much they dove into other seasons. I think that'll be it. Yeah. I think I want that to be it, you know? Yeah. I always thought it would be cool to do nine seasons and have it tie the last season into, like, an apocalypse as, like, the nine circles of hell. Like, I thought that would be perfect. Right. Um, that'd be interesting. But there are, they're set up to, to ten seasons, so I don't know. I guess we'll see. I, I think it should just be done after that. You know, I think they've built, like, a really, a lot of cool universes, and I think that should just be the end of it. Yeah, I think ten's definitely a the good number to end it on because yeah yeah you don't want to just get too i because at some point you're going to end up pulling elements that are just way too similar from past right. seasons so yeah i think i i definitely agree all right now we got some good flicks tell me about a good flick you watched this week. um we could talk do you want to talk about a flick we both watched or you want to end it with the flick we both watched oh no let's do let's dive into that right now okay 
fucking Sicario. So what? I'm sorry, Sicario. There's no, is there's no two or there is a two. There's a two and it's I Day of the Soldado. I don't think there is a two. I think it's Sicario Day of the Soldado. All I know but is I it should have been. <laughs> yeah. It should have been called Soldado, period, in my opinion. Well, I totally, opinion. totally agree. I think we talked about that before. Yeah. I hate, I hate that Sicario is even in the title or Sicario. I actually. I'm pulling it up right now, and I've got Sicario, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, Sicario 2, Soldado. Like, that's too much. That's too much. Right. Just name, it is. Just name it Soldado. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I mean, for anybody wondering, Sicario means hitman, right? And yes. Soldado means soldier. So yes. the first well, the first movie is Hitman, and then this one's called Hitman, Day of the Soldier. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, and because there's going to be a third one. I don't know. We don't have a title for that, though, right? Right, but so, and I just think it'd be. I just think it's like a trilogy named Sicario Soldado, and then you know maybe another singular word would be really cool to have. Yeah, uh, as the name of the trilogy. But anyway, maybe that's nitpicking. It is, I'm sure. But anyway, well, it is. Uh, but I want to. I want to nitpick. More. Can we get? Can we get spoiler heavy for this one? I I'm totally down. Yeah, if okay. you haven't seen I this. Figured we've, I figured film. we both watched it. Yeah, I I feel like we were late. I felt like I was late to the party when I was watching it. Um. <laughs> But man, man, I I have some problems with this movie. I really liked it, but I have some problems. Well, a lot of people did. So I'm sure we both we both really liked this movie. And I don't remember if we talked about if it was even something that could have been talked about like when we talked about Soldado before, but I'm sure we both know now how like the script changed to the ending of the movie that happened. Oh, right, right, right. And just, you know, because I because we I mean, just we both always look into movies like after we watch them typically and, and read about them and stuff. So is that like what you're up, like, what do you what what upsets you about this movie? We're going to get spoiler heavy, like you said. Well, all right. Now, <laughs> I'm going to what we just said about being nitpicky and going into the spoiler heavy. So the ending of the movie um, ends with and here we go. I'm going to. I'm gonna bomb all the character names. All right, so I know, I know, I know that uh, Graver is Josh Brolin's character, but what is Alejandro? Is that his name? Yes. That, yeah, I remember it's Alejandro, yeah, Alejandro more than his last name. Right. All right. So he is shot, like left for dead, um, and then manages to escape. And we see him a year later, and he approaches like the young the the coyote, uh, and asks him. What does he just say? Let's talk about your future, or does he? He says he says. Do you want so you want to be a Sicario? He says that. Yeah, he asks him. He says yeah. He asks him if he wants to be a Sicario, and then basically says, I think yeah. Let's talk about your future. So obviously a setup for a third movie, right? But I just I I you know what? Maybe it's not even that that I didn't like that, but it's that I saw Reddit comment. And when I saw this, it changed. It changed what I thought of the ending because someone had said like a perfect ending would have been this, and I totally agree. So they were saying like a perfect ending. So you see the uh, the scene earlier where like he's signing uh, or like doing sign language or whatever, and yeah, I don't think it was meant to be foreshadowing, but it could have been foreshadowing to where at the end, like after the after he. I mean, you see him when he's fucking can't even drive that car. Like that motherfucker is almost dead. Like I don't mm-hmm. know how he just barely hanging on. So I think it would have been really cool if, like, come the end, he's totally silent. Like because of whatever, because of his injuries, like he can't even talk, and now he's a fucking right. silent hitman. But 
That'd and be, I think you should just go in, just go in the room and close the door in the movie. Right. Some people well, would be mad for an abrupt ending, but I think that'd be badass. Did he kill him? Did he? Did what did he do with this kid? Okay, that's and what then I was come ask back and you, do a third one. If that, yeah, and then I mean, you could answer those questions that way, obviously. Yeah. So did you? So that yeah, I think that the ending is definitely the weak point of the movie. Um, did you see how uh, Taylor originally wanted to end it? Oh no, I didn't. But I'm really interested because I, I Taylor, Taylor is a god. I think this is how it was supposed to end. I believe it was supposed to end with because I okay again spoiler he, spoiler heavy with the ending of when they the the cartel daughter you know they're like right capturing her to start the war or whatever and the ending of him saving her feels kind of like the right ending overall yes. not but not maybe not the right ending for the movie or for for that character like maybe a little bit out of place like i didn't hate that that happened but i don't know if and i guess it's, so the original script i think what happens is something bad to the girl and then benicio del toro's character alejandro pretty much does the same thing as the first movie where he goes nuclear on like the guy that he's looking for what i think her father that's right what, or something that's what so, i would have, i would have rather seen that yeah i, I, I think, think you're I right agree. but i mean we saw kids get killed in the oh no you don't see kids but you hear you hear the uh the gunshots of the kids in, no you do see their dead bodies don't you and sicario Wait. at the very oh, end alejandro I, meets with the they're eating dinner uh-huh you I don't, I, yeah I, you see their bodies yeah yeah i think yeah I thought you don't so. see him kill them but right right yeah you, you, you hear the, the gunshots but then you see them like i think they're kind of in the background like i think they tried to make it like semi-hidden but he had obviously just shot the kids right. the two boys right I, so and that was another thing that i saw like in a reddit comment someone like <laughs> had clipped the part where they take the girl into the helicopter and this this user was swearing that he hears like a gunshot um hmm. which i i don't think is the case but i thought like wow. wait like after graver saves her yeah or? yeah yeah basically like when when graver says you know like put her in witness protection or whatever uh-huh basically saying that they heard him say that and then immediately a gunshot I see. As I a, don't. I don't. I don't think that. As yeah, I, killed her then. Yeah, like, yeah. I just don't think so because I think they wouldn't have had a problem and impl- more heavily implying, you know, basically again maybe off screen that he shoots right. her because like because uh <laughs> Kathleen Keener's character tell like says you know basically like make it clean wipe it nothing right. this never happened which right. like kill her like there's an obvious change of heart with Graver saying to put her at witness protection like you can see it you can literally read it on his face how yeah, he yeah, yeah. changes <laughs> what the fuck but um but i think yeah a different a different ending would have been better than this one specifically like we said like taylor's idea of alejandro just being cold again like I, you know you yeah. don't want to have the exact same ending but i just think that it was out of character for him a little bit yeah yeah i agree and yeah i wouldn't have hated if he was at least more injured than he was if not dead from the gunshot i guess yeah that was, yeah that was a little whatever but um overall i i enjoyed the film you know because there was still really cool like gun scenes and stuff like that just not as much as the first one yeah 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 that's what i was gonna say like now that i've done my nitpicking like let me back <laughs> like i still really enjoyed it i think it was really solid um well, what was uh, your uh, go ahead sorry I I would have I just said that now I gotta nitpick one more time. <laughs> I I would have enjoyed a better opening scene. 
the opening scene to Sicario was so fucking intense and suspenseful. Yeah. And this one, I just I, like could read it right away. I was like, oh, these guys are, this dude's going to blow up. Like, right. When, you know. <laughs> and so, I don't know, something. And also it was so sinister in Sicario. You know, when all the bodies are in the, the house. I was like, yeah. what kind of fucking demon shit is this? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, just a little a little different opening, a little different ending, and this would have been another perfect movie for me. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, basically this movie did the, – the first movie did everything a little bit better than this one. Like, yeah. I mean, similar, just better. What, what was your favorite part of this movie, though? Uh, I really enjoyed, and it was in the trailer, but I still enjoyed it so much when Alejandro tosses the glasses um, to the, I think it's the lawyer for the mm-hmm. uh, for the cartel. <laughs> he tosses him his glasses and then fucking pops him like nine times or whatever. Dude, the way that he shoots that gun. The, is yeah, so the way, yeah, it's, yeah, like the way he does it and just like how ruthless he is. And it, it I, reminds I love me of his character. He's, he's so, like, the, whenever, um, again, this is in the trailer. Uh, Josh Brolin's character says something along the lines of no rules this time. Do, are, yeah. do you remember what he says? And that's just yeah, like, yeah, that, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> yep. And uh, the shooting of the gun, like you said, I, probably my favorite scene as well. And that's it's kind of like a, the rest of the movie is kind of a letdown compared to that scene because you think it's you're so hyped from that moment. But right. like you said, it's still good, but... It reminds me of like a like a six shooter, like in the old west. Whenever you know you got the the really cool guy uses the whatever the back part, I forget, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, back yeah, part the of the hammer. gun, the hammer, pop, right? Pop, pop, and he yeah. just pop, pop, pop. That's but he uses the trigger, obviously, <laughs> and he just fucking. Oh my god, yeah. I can't imagine what that dude's body looked like. <laughs> I did think it was cool to see a little more uh, savagery from Brolin's character too. Like yeah, with the scene where he's doing the interrogation and uh, <laughs> has them blow up that dude's house. And then that was- <laughs> also at the end when when um all those uh all the people are in the back of the truck and he's like get up get up and they all stand up and then they just fucking spray him. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. He, he um definitely like you said showed a lot more ruthlessness in this movie because in the first one he's like he's the he's just the open toed sandal kind of yeah, weirdo yeah, yeah but more like giving orders and stuff yeah. yeah. And this one, it's like, oh, okay, he can do things too. <laughs> yeah, it, but very, like, very solid and like very, very excited for a third movie. Yeah, same. I think I was so <laughs> skeptical about this one that may, you know, I probably didn't give it a fair chance. And but but going into a third one, like I'll know, like you know, it's it's going to be a great movie no matter what. Yeah, it's. I think for the yeah it's like for the first one you go in not really knowing kind of what you're gonna watch and you come out like holy fuck sicario is amazing and this one you're like sicario is amazing and then you know expect that you come out spot it was it was okay and so the one in the third movie you're like at the perfect level-headedness like (laughs) it's like it's the true detective effect like true detective (laughs) season one was so perfect season two a little bit of a letdown but season three i'm pumped right yeah um (laughs) yeah i feel like i have to like decompress after that one i was i was so excited to watch this movie like i was so glad to finally get my hands on it i know yeah because i uh, when did you watch that i wonder if we watched it around the same time Mm, maybe a a week ago at most that's probably about when i watched it too we both had the 
the inkling. We're like, yeah, gotta get that soldado. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Let's. We don't have anything that's like similar at all, do we? Not really. I right, don't tell me about think something you watch. So. All right. Um. Well, okay. I guess I could talk about blockers. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Which I know. So you've seen this movie. And yeah, I talked about it. and I tried to be spoiler free, so I hope I didn't ruin it at all. You, no, I can't. I don't really think you ruined anything. I mean, because it's it's a comedy, obviously, so there's not as much. But like, there. Yeah, I don't think you said anything that would have that kept me from enjoying the movie because I do kind of want to apologize to I don't know. I guess whoever made the movie because like the trailer it makes it it tells you you know what it is which is just like the a, a funny movie of parents trying to stop their kids from getting laid and i don't know i just right. kind of at face value whatever but the i mean the movie i gave it credit it was really funny and i remember you saying like it, it was funny like i don't remember i don't were you surprised by how funny it was or you just i can't remember yeah yeah i was surprised at how funny it was and i was surprised like how funny i thought the kids part was like That's their right. side yeah. of the story yeah i remember you saying that and yeah the one girl like i had the wiki or the research team rather has her name pulled up here um who plays kayla in the movie which is like i don't is she indian i think she's indian and oh, she ends yeah. up kind of being like the lead like the, the star yeah. yeah and her her name's like gerald geraldine geraldine viswanathan oh my god i'm so sorry i did i wanted to try to say her name just to give her credit because you know i think she did a good job but whatever her totally name is I'm in, love, I'm in love with her <laughs> Yeah, she did did a good job. Um, but I, the star of the show is, I think, Ike Barinholtz. Yeah, he just he. I mean, he he kills a lot of things for me. Like he's yeah yeah he's I, underrated. I do really like him, I like him a lot. Like in Neighbors, he's really funny. I mean, he's in a lot of things, and he's typically really funny. But in this one, he just like John Cena was funny at times. So sometimes he was a little bit too much. Um, specifically, Leslie, specifically the um like the butt chug. The butt chug was interesting. I thought it was yeah. funny, but I thought it went on too long. Yes, totally like, right, agreed. Joke's over. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and then, like, whenever the, the woman, like, she looks outside, she sees it going on. They Like, it's her parent. I guess it would be her oh, dad. Yeah. Was John Cena was the Indian girl's dad. She looks outside and, like, sees that happening. I think she's like, I don't. She's on drugs at the time, pretty sure. She's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what that is. I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, so overall, I was just pleasantly surprised by how much I laughed out loud at this movie. And, like, the scene of, like, when they flip the car and, like, Baron Holtz is, go, has this oh, little yeah. monologue about, like, what's just going on in his life. And they they don't really acknowledge it. And he's like, you know what? It just feels good to say it out loud. I just thought it was really fucking funny. <laughs> and, just, yeah, I was there was, a, there was quite a few moments where I was surprised by how much I was, like, like fucking laugh, Like, actually just laughing. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> And I feel like I, I think you're right. I think the trailer did a really poor job. Like I remember the trailer going on and on about like the emoji thing, and yeah. I was like, "Oh god, <laughs> this is like an hour and a half long eye roll." Right. But, but then when I watched it, I was like, "No, that happens for a minute, and it's kind of whatever." There was yeah. a movie I thought was funny. I uh, watched it with my uh, in-laws. That was. Oh really? I don't. I don't recommend that. But yeah, still a funny movie. <laughs> That that would be interesting. Yeah, like you said, the emoji part it happens a little bit, and even even that was like kind of the part where he, Ike Barinholtz does like they're deciphering emojis, and a little <laughs> yeah, bit was yeah. a little bit of it was kind of lame. But like whenever he's 
what does he say? He's like, that's happy, happy drooling face or whatever. He's like, dude, look at that. He like makes the face like, that's cum face, guy. That's cum yeah. face. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, again, I was just, I think uh, Kara, yeah, Kara's been wanting to watch this forever. And I just been putting it off and putting it off because I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. that we finally sat down and watched it. Uh, I feel bad that I put it off as long as I did. But yeah, even even fucking what Chad, the the ginger Chad. in the movie. Yeah. Like he, that that little joke is funny. Like Baron Holtz thinks Chad's like the coolest fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. So anybody that hasn't seen Blockers, if you there was any doubts, you thought, eh, this is just your lame run of the mill, you know, just kind of want money mentioning emojis ha 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 movie no it's 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 pretty funny go watch it jeremy's right i'm sorry <laughs> all right now let me tell you a movie that if you have your doubts you should keep your doubts about <laughs> uh, so i watched hold the dark on netflix i don't know if you know anything about this nothing but i watched the trailer for it and then knowing that i wasn't gonna watch it not because i thought the trailer was horrible but because the trailer is so uh like mysterious i instantly right. went and read the entire plot on wikipedia but oh, so okay but go ahead what i'm interested to hear about it though actually all right so hold the dark the reason i was like super interested when i saw this is that it's directed by uh jeremy i think it's Sol solner solner i don't know how you say it anyways <laughs> It was the director of Green Room, uh, which came out a few years ago, and he has another movie called Blue Ruin. Uh, both very like, uh, very like raw movies, like gory, mm -hmm. but not in like a. Just they're they're gory, but very. Gory in like a real life. Fucking yes. Way. Yes. Like shit Grizzly, yeah. Yes. Like in yeah. a Clint Eastwood kind of way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really excited about this, and then it was also. Uh, who else someone wait 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 someone from hell or high water was involved with this too did he direct I, that as well no the guy that no. directed outlaw can directed hell or high water all right retract that anyways um <laughs> so jeremy solander and then uh it stars jeffrey wright and i don't know how i feel about alexander scars scars guard yeah because the movies that he's been in, like, I haven't liked the movies, but I liked him. But you liked him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, it's basically the story of, like, Jeffrey Wright is this uh, writer who's, uh, like, was a wolf hunter or something like that, like, studies wolves. And he's called by this woman who says her son was uh, taken by wolves. And she wants him to basically come, like, investigate and see what happened. And her her husband, who's played by Alexander Skarsgård, is uh, in Iraq. He's in he's in the war. The movie takes place in 2004. I should probably clarify that. Um, and it's this <laughs> he's currently in Iraq. He didn't get the message. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is everyone? <laughs> I keep killing these people. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, um, so. The movie is very – the whole movie is very mysterious, like not just the trailer. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of – there's a lot of things like left to question like throughout the movie. I don't mean just the ending. Like throughout the movie, you're like, uh -huh. where, where is this? In fact, like the mom who makes the initial phone call disappears for like – 80% of the movie and and it's like not explained or anything you I guess you kind of get an idea at the end but it's very bizarre yeah um, 
the whole movie is very bizarre and it's very dark. Um, there's a very, very cool shootout scene. Uh, it's like just very, like I was talking about earlier, like it's gory, but it's also just kind of like part of the, the brutality, I guess it, you know, it's very mm-hmm. lifelike. And, um, and, and then you get to the end and it, it's, it has this very bizarre ending and then a very abrupt ending. And when I was, as soon as I watched the movie, I was like, well, that was a fucking waste of two hours. <laughs> and then I did the usual thing and I got on Reddit and somewhere in the comments, uh, someone had had this write up that was like super, super extensive. They said they've watched the movie several times. They interpreted oh, wow. all of this like symbology and all of these things that I, you know, I, no one would get in a million years. Like you would have <laughs> yeah. to watch it several times. And so I read that and I was, I was like, okay, like. I don't completely regret watching the movie after re- having read that because I think yeah. a lot of the stuff they were saying like did make sense, um, but I I can't recommend it like to anyone like I just I can't recommend the movie I I wouldn't watch it again if I could go back I wouldn't have watched it the first time yeah it's it's just like. I don't know. There's a couple. I there's things I like. Like there's things I like about the the, the director does. Like I said, like very suspenseful. Um, that shootout scene is very very cool. It looks like something uh, taken out of like Sicario or or a Wind River. You know, like. Um, but ev- just so, everything else, everything about the story was god awful. Is the the shooting scene? Is it is it guns or is it bows, bow and arrows and guns? Is it just guns? So the shootout scene is just guns. There are some bows. Okay. It takes place in, in a in a village in Alaska. Yeah. And th- there's some ties into like some Alaskan tribal stuff, and you know, it's it's bizarre. It's very yeah. very bizarre. My my like my thought process overall about the movie was like I watched the trailer, and I thought that looks interesting. I might I might actually want to check this out because it's. I don't know. It it's different, and I don't I don't really know even really where what it's about. Still, I mean a little yeah. bit, but I'm not, but I can tell that I can tell something's going on here, obviously. And then I read the synopsis, and I thought that's really stupid. Like I didn't just the yeah. synopsis alone. Yeah. I thought it was really stupid. And then I saw the ratings, you know, Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, and I saw it was like like above average. So I was like, oh, okay, I get. So I don't know. I <laughs> that was I was kind of like confused about how to feel about the movie overall. I I didn't even see it. But just from the trailer to the synopsis to the reviews, I was like, I guess, I guess this isn't <laughs> as bad of, as I thought. Like, but it's yeah, a lot of conflicting messages. Right, there. exactly. But like you, I feel like I would have exactly the same thoughts and feelings about it I, as you. I think it probably <laughs> has those ratings because, like, the way I feel is like, all right, I've already watched it, so I have to give some credit to the things I liked. <laughs> but that's funny. I wouldn't have watched it, you know, if I could change. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I would put it like in that same cat, like a six out of ten or something like that, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but if I could just not watch it, I would just not watch it. Right. I feel yeah. The the first time I saw or the first couple of seconds of the trailer, I thought it was Lawrence Fishburne. 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 Oh yeah. And then I also thought in the first couple of seconds that it was Kristen what's her face from twilight oh yeah 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 <laughs> and then the, the, the girl's Wikipedia. almost almost as bad of an actress <laughs> that's funny well who, she's the um, it's elvis presley's granddaughter right what did i make that up was i i was looking her up earlier and oh my she God. said something i'm totally yeah yes she is thank you for the the speed on that one research team she is she's <laughs> yeah. the eldest grandchild of elvis that's crazy 
So she's an awful actress. Shit about him or her. She- well, I'd be too late. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maybe I would have wrote her out of the movie for eighty percent of it too if I like, hired her. Like, hey, this girl's good looking. And then she shows know, up and starts reading her lines, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, we got to run her out of this. That's that's exactly as, this, as I'm reading the synopsis. I was like, isn't she, is she still a character? Okay, here she is. Here she's yeah. back in this. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's, um, I guess I won't check it out then. <laughs> Shout out to the Reddit user that tried to save the movie. Because, like, I, I really did feel a little bit differently when I read that, but, you know, not, it wasn't enough. That's funny. All right. Anytime I watch a movie, Kara always says, quote, Okay, now go on Reddit and and read how you feel about the movie. Like, <laughs> like just, in a sarcastic way. Yeah, I'm like, can you not <laughs> just sing what they have to say? <laughs> That's, I mean, you know what? I used to do that too. And like before we started doing the podcast, it was like my two things were like text Brian and ask how he felt about it and then <laughs> check Reddit. And it was like, okay, now I know how I felt about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> No, but that's oh, what I, that's what I love about Reddit is like, you know, here's someone who had the patience to watch the movie seven times, <laughs> and they found these things that I miss. You know, I like I yeah, probably, yeah I, I would never because I te- I texted my dad after I watched it because I knew he had seen it and he was like, oh really? Yeah, yeah it sucked. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess this is a movie where there isn't much more to say than that. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man, then I am excited to hear what you have to say about downsizing when you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm um, excited to watch downsizing. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, is that all I have to say about Hold the Dark? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I can talk about another movie that I watched, which isn't downsizing. I did watch that, but I'll save that. Um, I watched Eighth Grade. Uh, I'm so excited to hear about this. I've been dying oh to see god. this movie. Oh my god! Go watch it. Don't eat. Okay, sorry. Don't watch. What was that downsizing? Don't watch downsizing. Watch eighth grade. Watch, right. watch a watch a good movie. But like seriously, you'll have to watch this eventually because. Okay, so this is uh, Bo Burnham's directorial debut. Funny guy, comedian, plays the guitar. Right, he's like he does the songs, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he plays guitar. He plays piano. He's like piano. Yeah. Quadruple threat or something. Yeah, yeah. So he, <laughs> so he's really smart. So, a couple things just before I get into the meat of this movie because this is the this is what I want to talk about. Like this is. I was most excited to talk about literally since I watched it. I was like, I want to text Jeremy and just tell him that I just watched this amazing movie, but I'll just save it for the podcast. But before I get into it, a couple things about Bo Burnham that are just interesting. And one of them is not like a super fun fact. It's just the fact that he's 28 years old. That's crazy to me. I didn't realize how young oh, he yeah, is. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, my he's God. He's one of those. Like, he got his, his start young on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. And that's, and this, you know, about this film. This film's very... Uh, can relate to that a lot. Like, I feel like when he made this film, it was... Like, if anybody that's seen the trailer, you know why. But anyway. Um, and when you were talking about Stan Lee earlier, starting in his 30s or whatever, I was thinking again about Bo and how, you know, he's like our age doing this shit. Yeah. Which is awesome. And then the other thing is that he has to, you know, to do what he's done, he's overcome, like, crippling anxiety. He's talked about that, panic attacks and stuff. So it's just really cool that he's able to do what he does. Um, and find this out because he because this movie just blew i can't it blew me away i can't believe how talented he is uh just to give a quick synopsis it's about kayla day who's played by elsie fisher no relation to the wife of borat the real i can't her name's like, I, I think it, it's like isla or isla yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh but anyway so she plays kayla day who just as the title says is an eighth grader and it does it's like the last like couple weeks when they're 
transitioning into... Is there a whale there? I'm sorry. I didn't know. Oh, there's an airplane. Oh, my God. I was just looking at my, like, waves, and I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to... I wonder if he can hear that, like, because, like, it happens pretty regularly. Anyway. That's not funny. That's, like, the first time I heard that. Um, And it takes place... It, the movie is about the last couple weeks of her eighth grade, uh, so, like, her transition to the high school. I don't remember if we... Did we ever, like, shadow anybody in eighth grade, like, the no, high school? No, I've heard of that before, but no, I don't think we did. Well, okay. you know what? I think we had a bunch of high schoolers come in, like, for a day. Oh, and okay. talk about And talk about, like, ask us questions. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. What I it, think like, you're right. what it, like, we could ask them questions, I mean. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> so, in this one, she, like, she shadows a high schooler, like, a senior, and then... I, I do want to keep this spoiler free, um, so I won't say there's there's definitely there's uncomfortable scenes in this movie that you know um, he that he explores like sexuality and consent and things like that because obviously she's going through puberty or whatever and so there's just really really powerful scenes um, that you I'm sure the women can relate to more but just anybody that's going you know that's gone through eighth grade you can relate to what she's going yeah. through so uh, he he just captures it so so well what it's like to be in eighth grade and then i think the other thing is that he captures perfectly what it's like to be in eighth grade today because it, it you know it takes place in 20 i think it's like 2017 or 2018 is the one the movie takes place okay. so a heavy part of the movie is social media i mean youtube kayla posts youtube videos so like in the movie you see her like posting like self um confidence videos and stuff on youtube uh she's constantly checking facebook and instagram and they just, it's really, it's really real. I remember after this movie, I wanted to like read all about it and stuff and the making of. And I remember Bo says they made uh, all of the, they made like the real profiles for the movie. Like there's nothing oh, okay. fake about what's happening, basically. They, they really made, you know, thousands of like fake Instagrams or whatever, which is crazy. Uh-huh. But he wanted to be as real as possible. And so that, so he just, cap, he captures it so perfect what it's, I feel like, I mean, I don't, I don't know obviously what it's like to be in eighth grade now. But I feel like he does such a good job. I mean, he he just asks these kids what it's like, you know, just tell me. I, I want to make this movie as real yeah. as possible. So it's like well, it's his vision and his script, but he just he just does such a good job of executing it. And then the other thing is just the score of this movie was incredible. Just um, I forget the name of the, the woman that does it, but it blew me away. I didn't expect at every turn of the movie, every scene is impacted so much by the music in this movie. And it's so, uh, so good. Um, so shout out to the woman who I don't remember the name of. You did really good. <laughs> uh, does the word Gucci mean anything to you after watching this movie? Yes. So I don't know. I just see it all the time. Like with the movie. <laughs> so, so in the movie, she, at the end of all of her YouTube videos, she's like, all right. So anyway, um, share with your friends, uh, like, subscribe, and uh, yeah, Gucci. And I'm doing it right now. You can't see it, but oh. she does. <laughs> she, yeah. she she does the little like. I guess the easiest way to describe it is everybody knows the emoji, the hand, the circle yeah. emoji with your finger touching your thumb, and you have the three fingers up. The cool, okay thing. Yeah. And what's funny about that is that she, Bo, basically just like said like be yourself he both said that this movie shouldn't have even been greenlit until elsie was cast because that's how perfect this movie couldn't have been made without her he said yeah yeah i so i've seen like a lot of interviews with them they seem like just such a cool like duo yeah they really do they seem like they get they get along like so well they just have like a connection they really like 
he he understands her you know for her age yeah. and she understands like what she what he wants and stuff like that yeah it seemed like they had a really good connection like you said yeah and i, I saw like an interview with him too where he's saying like when they like when they were casting that part like you know it, he said like he almost like regretted doing like the casting even because the type of like girls they were getting you know that wanted to play the part were not like anywhere near what he actually like wanted right and then he saw elsie and said it was just like said like it was immediately like it was her yes yeah exactly he immediately knew it was her um yeah so like her the gucci thing is an actual elsie mannerism mannerism i guess okay so and then along with things like just touching her arm which like a lot of people do but it's really noticeable in the film she does it a lot where she rubs her one arm with her other when she's nervous and stuff oh, like that okay. yeah, that's just another yeah. one of her a uh, real life elsie tick that she uses in the movie and yeah there's like a part in the movie where she meets like a boy like her age um at like a pool party and he's kind of awkward and like and during the casting process Bo also instantly knew that he was good for the part and they because they like during the casting process they had Elsie and him talk to each other to see what their chemistry was like and I guess it was so they hit it off so well so immediately Bo said okay no we're separating you two and you're never allowed to talk again until we film your scene because <laughs> I w- he's like I want to capture this magic on yeah. film um so yeah I just oh my god so many things so many things came together so well between like Bo's directorial and writing debut I mean, we knew he was talented, but he just kills it. Elsie's yeah. acting, the score of this movie, the cinematography is is amazing. I was looking up this guy's name, too, and I think mainly what he's done is some comedy specials for Bo, among some other things. But I just, I, I, this is going to probably make my list um, of tops in some way or another of 2018. It blew me away. I love Bo Burnham. <laughs> let me tell you like all right two youtube videos that you have got to watch as soon as we're done with this um there's a video of of bo burnham with like a bunch of like comedian gods like he's with jerry seinfeld and raymond that everyone loves and um <laughs> just you know a whole bunch and uh uh-huh. oh i just judd aptal like just a bunch of giants and uh-huh. this was when he was like first no I wouldn't say like first getting big but before he started doing the comedy specials or he was kind of like about to get into that. Yeah. Um and and so he's like chatting with them and then they're like no play your song like play your song that's on YouTube or whatever and he starts playing it and there's like this this moment where you just see like all of their faces they all they're all just kind of like looking at each other like yeah like this kid is the real deal. He's got it's it. Like, yeah, it's so cool to see that because it's just like plain as day. You just kind of see them all look at each other and give each other like the nod, you know? <laughs> he's he's in. Yeah, and then another one is from his, his. I think it was his last special, "Make Happy," uh, which should still be on Netflix. And it's like the very last. It's the the closing of the the act. He does this. Uh, this very like odd like song rant thing which he kind of like has a funny introduction for he says he's like saw it at a kanye concert and most of it was just (laughs) kanye ranting about how his 50 dollars t-shirts weren't selling well (laughs) but it's like this mix of a rant and a song and it gets very very deep and kind of dark and uh and and afterwards you know there's a little bit of comedy in there but it it gets a little dark and afterwards uh like reading about it he said like uh, talking about his anxiety and saying like he's like that was so bad that he had to do this this song that gets a little dark because he was like that's that was my way of kind of like 
letting that go, like letting yeah. all that stage fright huh. and things go. So yeah. I, I think he's fucking phenomenal. I yeah, I never tr- gave him the respect that I now know that he deserves until yeah. I saw oh, this yeah. movie. <laughs> I know because you see those YouTube videos and you're like, oh, here's this guy who like shouts retard and stuff. And you're like, <laughs> right? What kind of talent does this kid have? But then yeah, he's he really is. He's the real deal. Didn't he? He like got that special on Comedy Central, right? I, for a little bit, like I don't like. Oh, didn't I he think have a so. Show? Or was that somebody else that I confused with him? Oh, Andy Milanakis? No, I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> okay, God, God. no, I think he. I think he did. I think he had a, a small, a very short-lived thing. I think he just for me, it was everybody loved him so much that I was just like, oh, he. I think he, maybe he's just another sort of like, I don't know, run-of-the-mill sort of. Even if I think these other people yeah. are funny, like he's just not anything like super special. He's just kind of like right. I don't know, like a, a Daniel Tosh that can sing or so, or you know, like a f- yeah, yeah. His whatever. his early stuff is like edgy to be edgy too. Uh, yeah, so I I, and, I never liked stuff like that. And but yeah, now I just I understand he's actually just incredibly talented. And uh, yeah, like we already said, he's really young. So I I don't know if he has any plans for future movie endeavors i really hope that he does yeah um, me too i mean i haven't seen eighth grade yet but <laughs> i still hope he does another <laughs> yeah i would love to see it and oh man yeah get, go watch this <laughs> uh all right let me tell you about one more that you gotta watch and then we'll wrap it up the ballad of buster scruggs have you seen anything about this not again i watched the trailer okay i'd heard about it i knew it was a cohen thing then you had it on the list here i went ahead and watched the trailer and i'm a little confused about how they how they do it so you'll have to tell me about that the six part whatever yes okay yes so yes it's it's a coen brothers movie uh it's got everything that you know and love about a coen brothers movie (laughs) and uh yeah so the premise it's split into six parts and they're all they all take place like in the old west uh and I, I I'm gonna try and tiptoe around things. I don't want to spoil anything, but I am gonna watch this one for sure. So yeah, I, I the one, I think there's two things you need to know before you watch it, because I started watching this like a few days ago, and watched the first bit and like just kind of turned it off because I was like, I know this is good and I know it's gonna be good, but I'm just like not in the mood for this <laughs> because it's it's Coen Bros. It has kind of like that quirky humor uh-huh or like uh you know like black comedy or dark right you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah um so i think you you have to know that because the other thing that you have to know is that even though it's broken into six parts and it's like an anthology thing you have to watch it as one piece or at least okay. i think you'll appreciate it more if you watch it as one piece because um now having said that i want to squash anything really quick and also say the stories are not connected like in 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 the in their story okay um so like i don't want there i don't want to confuse you or whatever lead you on to something that's not there but they are connected kind of like thematically and and there's you know you'll know what i mean when you watch it like okay they yeah. need to be wa- they need to be watched together even though they are six separate parts which was confusing okay. to me because when I was watching it I was like you know oh well maybe I'll just watch the rest later and then I would start watching and I was like no I think I should just watch it all like <laughs> even though it's <laughs> I think it's over 2 hours a little over 2 hours it is a little over 2 hours yeah yeah and um, so 
Well, ahead. like the ballad, the ballad of Buster Scruggs, the title of the movie. So, because I, I was thinking, it implies that the overall ballad is the six story tying together the story of the like the six stories right. tying together one story of this man or whatever maybe. But the and then I looked it up, and the ballad of Buster Scruggs is really it's just a, it's a title of the first of the six, right? Right. Specifically. The, yeah, it's then, just the first. And like you said, the actors aren't don't repeat like the. Um, the title character played by oh, what's his name? Because he's hilarious. I love him. Uh, I, I, la, la, la. Oh, he's got like the three three name name. I think. God. I'm sorry, but anyway, he he's really funny. The guy that plays Bal- uh, Buster Scruggs, and so Tim Blake was, Nelson. Yeah, yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. I really I really like him a lot, but he's obviously only in the first one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So between the stories. And actually, when the movie opens up, there's an old book, and the the title of the book is "The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and Other Tales of the American Frontier." Oh. so obviously that would be way too much for a movie title. <laughs> but I think you know maybe as like a a sub, uh, whatever you call that, like a subtext that should be on the like on the cover or something like that. Uh huh. Because that's really what it is. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is the first story and then it's just a, a bunch of other tales that are like I said, they're 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 not directly tied to each other, but you, you there's a connection kind yeah. of like the story they're told by like from what I got from the trailer are all six <clears throat> excuse me, all these six stories told by a guy on a train to these three people or something no wait what is that in the trailer then is that not that one what happens in the trailer isn't that i might have to i'm gonna there's a guy on a train (laughs) i thought that was that one i don't bro maybe i missed something huge or something or did that happen (laughs) to cario or he's like let me tell you the tale of this hitman (laughs) but (laughs) so there the the only thing I know that connects all the of the stories is the book, because in between the, the story, book? like it just yeah, like you see, you turn they turn the page from one book to another. And oh now I'm like frantically oh. punching the keyboard because I'm like, oh. I miss. <laughs> I'm getting the research team on it for myself really quick because I'm curious. Where did I see this? Where was this? Yeah, this guy that I'm seeing that you can't see. Nobody can see this, but I can see this guy on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have right. to watch it and find out. <laughs> pulling up a trailer i'm wondering if it's just something that was taken out of context yeah possibly this is great audio sorry listeners i mean at this point it's a you're a hardcore fan if you're in it right right an hour and 18 (laughs) now the other problem is i'm watching trailer two Oh, well, I'm just watching the Ballad of Buster Scruggs official trailer HD Netflix. I don't know about any two. And then the, the when I read about it, it didn't mention any. It I don't think it mentions even on the Wikipedia any like, oh, and they're all told by this dude. Okay, all right, all right. I, okay, so I, I saw what you just... Is this the guy you're talking about? Is it like very dark? Yeah, it's like dark blue. Yeah, okay. He's not in the film? He or is. he is, but he's... He is. He's just one of the stories. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I could have swore the way that it. I th- uh, okay, maybe. Okay, I. Th- I see. I see. <laughs> I'm dumb. That's about it. 
Well, no, you're not because I, it, it's funny. I, so I saw him, I pulled up his face and then I was like, what did he actually say? And then I played what he says. <laughs> like, oh yeah. But yeah, I could totally see where you got misled there. I, I, I get, I get now that it's just, they're just, he's just talking and it's just playing and stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I really, I, I liked it a lot. Um, so this, good. This, yeah. All, yeah. All six parts are pretty solid. Um, James Franco plays one of the parts. Yeah. I liked his, I, I, there weren't any of the stories that I didn't like really. Like what, what was your favorite of the wrong. six? My, the favorite is the, the very first one. The, okay. the Ballad oh, of Buster sure. Scruggs, yeah. Yeah. And it's mostly because of Tim Blake Nelson. Like, he's, <laughs> yes. just, he's just, I just love him. I do too. <laughs> um, but speaking of Franco, did you see Future World has like, I think just a zero across the board from every Oh, really? Credit. So it's, so it's not a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still hoping. I just, because I forgot that movie existed until recently. I'd heard about it. But I, um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, I feel like with as, there's a, with a, as many people, blah, 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 as many people are in it and it being a Coen brother film, I'm a little surprised it just dropped on Netflix. Yeah, I know. I, I, it's Netflix is like marketing campaign. So bizarre. They, they always do this where they just drop a trailer. Like I saw the trailer <laughs> the I think the day before, maybe yeah, even the day then... of, that's just what they always do for some reason. Right. Anyways, that's all I got on the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> I'm glad that I watched the trailer because up leading up into up until the podcast, I was thinking it was Scraggs for some reason. I would have said Buster Scruggs <laughs> if I hadn't watched the trailer. The <laughs> Ballad of Busty Scraggly Beard. <laughs> it just sounded more natural. He should be like a DLC character in Red Dead Redemption. Anyways, that's all I have. That's all you had? <laughs> that's all I have. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, hey, five star review, whatever it is, we'll read it on the air. And we'll see you in the Seriously, next one. Seriously, anything. Anything. Bye. Don't say the N word. Bye. Okay.